PH presents Movies That Matter. What's up, everybody? It's me. It's me. It's Buck. I am here solo to introduce this week's episode. Of course, part two of They Live. Um, an incredible movie. And we kick it off right at the part that is the greatest line in uh, movie history. So we wrap up They Live, talk about its uh, similarities to the world today. So uh, hope you enjoy the show and uh, join us next week. We will hopefully be doing you point break, back on track now, uh, bringing you an episode every week. So thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. So yeah, the next morning, Piper's like really, you know, kind of checking the church out, seeing what's going on. The the same people are watching TV, and for all we know, they've been watching TV all night. And um, there's a transmission again, and there's more people sitting by the the television. It's like a guy. I don't know if it's his wife or his daughter. Who it is? Yeah, but I don't know. The transmission is like giving him a headache. Yep, and they're like, oh, my head hurts. Yeah, and he's like, the guy's like, what's going on? And the hilarious guy just goes, ah, just that idiot licking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's not getting a headache. No, dude, but how awesome is that? Just that idiot licking his nuts. (laughs) Pretty hilarious. Uh, Piper goes to the church to check it out. Um, We see, like, the... This is where we kind of see what's going on with the, I don't know what to call them, the rebels, the. Yeah, I don't uh, know what to call them either. The resistance, I think, is the best. Yeah, the 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 aliens call them the terrorists. Yeah. But they, um, they're like meeting, they're talking about how to like get more people out there. And they have like a choir singing, but it's on a loop, like a recording. And Piper's like in the basement, he like sees a bunch of boxes. And he, like, falls backwards into the wall. <laughs> yeah, he's not sneaky at all. No. And he, like, falls through the wall. The blind preacher finds him and just, like, starts rubbing his face. Checks his hands. Yeah, he goes, oh, you're working, man. And uh, <laughs> at this point, there's, like, a, a helicopter flying outside. I think it's supposed to be a police helicopter, but it's, like, a regular helicopter. Yeah, they're investigating everything. And, uh... Piper, like, uh, so, like, Frank's hanging out with some people. He notices Piper. Piper asks to borrow this kid's binoculars. And Piper's checking out the church. Frank comes up. He's like, what's going on, man? And Piper's like, "Uh, I'm looking at this church. You know, I don't think there's something going on. And Frank gets pissed off immediately. Like, like furious. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, God damn it. Like, uh, leave it alone, man. Leave yeah, it alone. Just, it ain't nobody's business. Just all he's trying to do. I mean, this shows his character. Like he doesn't want to get involved in anything. All he wants to do is make money to bring back to his wife and kids he left in Detroit. Yeah. He's like, Nobody bothers me, man. I don't bother nobody. I walk that white line. This is where we alluded to it earlier, but Piper <laughs> go. White lines in the middle of the road, worst place to drive. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious so they're the same guy keith david just he doesn't want frank just doesn't want to push it man because he's got more on the line 
He's got shit to lose. Piper is the same guy. He just don't got nothing to lose anymore. It seems like at this point. Yeah, he's just happy. He's like, I, I'm, I got a job now. Like he doesn't want to lose his job, which I don't know why. Like looking at his church would make him lose his job. No, I don't either. But he just, it seems to me like he knows shit is there's shit going on. He just doesn't want to get involved. He just wants to wake up, go to work, come home, eat peas, get wake up, go to work, come home. Yeah, which I mean, that's you basically. Yeah, I just you know get to work. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, cops like show up everywhere, and they like bulldoze the the shelter for some reason, and uh, like the slowest bulldozer of all time. Like, and, I mean, not even close to what is even a bulldozer, basically. Yeah, and like people are running, freaking out. They like. Uh, they they attack the church. They they like beat the shit out of that blind preacher. Um, they're beating the hell out of the guy from the transmissions. Yeah, they I mean, they're oh mercy, yawn. They're arresting people. Just they just destroy everything. They run everybody off. Yeah, Piper helps this kid escape. The binoculars kid. Yeah, and uh, they wake up the next morning or. Uh, they go to like this room. I guess there's supposed to be a junkie in there. It, yeah, it was he's, a junkie in there. He's like, "Hey, man." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Welcome to the party." That's what he says. Yeah, and then they're and like, like, "Is World War Three happening?" Yeah, he's like, "World War Three. Someone started World War Three, and Piper's just staring. Piper doesn't respond to people at all. He just no, he always pays attention to what's going on. Yeah, and so the next morning, everything's trashed. The church is on fire. Uh, Piper goes into the church. It's empty, but he, I guess he remembers that wall he broke and he like kicks the wall in. He finds a box that's got a bunch of sunglasses in it. For some reason, he knew to hide these sunglasses. Yeah, hit them. Like if you find the box of sunglasses, well, first of all, he took the box. He left and he went to this alley, and he opens the box, and he's like, it's just a bunch of sunglasses. Now, if you did that, you'd just think, oh, fuck, this is nothing. But he just knew it was something. Yeah, he thought it was something special. You know, he saw him chucking him in the Cadillac and hauling ass out of there at one point. Yeah, so he he takes one pair, he hides the rest in his garbage can, He's walking down the street, he puts the sunglasses on, and this is where we find out that once you put these special sunglasses on, <laughs> you can see what's going on. So as soon as he puts them on, like everything is black and white. Yeah, he sees the sees like everything weird black and white. He starts noticing differences between wearing the sunglasses and not wearing the sunglasses. Like he sees different things. Yeah, so, like, there's a billboard with an advertisement, and it might say, like, visit the Caribbean. But when he puts the sunglasses on, all it says is, like, obey. Yeah. Um, or somebody's holding money, and then he, when he's looking at him with his eyes, and then when he puts the sunglasses on, it says, I'm your God, instead of yeah. money. Which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he walks by this newsstand, and, like, all the magazines just have like one word things on or like little phrases on them. Stay asleep. Bye. Do not question authority. No independent thought, like all this stuff. Marry and reproduce. 
And so Piper's like freaking out. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Just losing it. Like he's at the newsstand. Like a man comes up and he's just like, doesn't have skin on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So like, that's how you tell an alien. It's basically just a regular person, but they just don't have skin on their face. I mean, worst looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Which we're about to get to that. Yeah. And, uh, so Piper's like, what the fuck is going on? And he walks into a store and there's like aliens everywhere inside the store. And this lady bumps into him. An old lady. And she's like, excuse me. And he just, at this point, just loses it. And he says, you know what, lady? You look, <laughs> you look like your head fell in the cheese dip back in 1957. <laughs> So for 31 years, her head has just been in the cheese dip and it just now came out. I mean, he's not wrong. That's a good description. <laughs> what a thing to say, though. Yeah. I feel like that's something Piper just said. I think he just made it up out of nowhere, yeah. And then he looks at another lady and he goes, you, you're okay. And then he goes back to the old lady and he goes, this one, real fucking ugly. <laughs> and like, Imagine saying that in a supermarket to two random people having that conversation. Two women. Two women when imagine being another human being, not an alien, not knowing what, or just anyone really, even aliens are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But especially a human who has no idea what's going on. Just no idea. This guy's screaming at this old lady. Yeah. Just calling like you real fucking ugly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome. And he falls down. He's like freaking out. She, like, gets on her watch. Yeah. He's like, we got one that can see. So she knows what's going on. Yeah, and he calls her formaldehyde face. Yeah. And all when she does this, like, all the aliens now are, like, talking on their watch. Yeah, like, male, six-foot, whatever, blonde, but, you know, describing him immediately. Yeah. So Piper comes out, runs out. There's a lady, like, fixing her hair in the mirror. And he just goes, he just starts laughing. And he goes, man, that's like pouring perfume on a pig. And <laughs> uh, starts pushing him, asking him where he got the glasses, to which Piper says, the tooth fairy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the cop tells him to calm down. He's like, you know, let's talk about this. You know, you're seeing some stuff. Let's talk about this. Like, these cops are aliens, by the way. Yeah, they're aliens. And, uh, I think all the cops in this movie are aliens. No, not all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Not all of them. Um, but, yeah, so Piper starts beating him up, which he starts a fight with a clothesline. <laughs> like, One of many wrestling moves. Yeah, I don't think we've ever watched a wrestling, a movie starring a wrestler where they don't do wrestling moves in the fight. Yeah, I mean, all they do is wrestling moves in the fight. But, uh, yeah, so Piper beats these guys up. Um, he ends up, like, stealing their gun and shooting both of them. So, like, if you just see this, Piper just killed two cops. He just murders cops, and he screams, yeah. you bastards die just like we do. <laughs> yeah. So you think and he's just talking about cops. <laughs> he takes the shotgun out of the cop car and just, like, is walking down the street just cocking it. Like, he looks like a crazy person. Yeah, he's lost it at this point. Yeah. He goes uh, – he yeah. goes inside a bank, right? For he's some inside. reason, he walks into a bank. Yeah. With a shotgun. 
there's people everywhere they're freaking out half alien half humans in here and everyone's freaking out and i actually recorded this we can play it <laughs> um the greatest movie line well one of the greatest movie lines ever i have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass <laughs> And I'm all out of oh, oh. Yeah, so one of the greatest movie lines of all time. I've come here to kick, do two things, kick ass and chew bubble gum. He just doesn't even say it. He's, I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Yep. Um, unbelievable line, which, I mean, I, I hear it all the time now, it seems like. Yeah, and it's, I mean, he's even got his own cola, bubble gum cola. Yeah. And, uh, a cop shoots at him, which causes like the security guard shoots at him, which causes him to just open fire. Just starts blowing people away. Yeah, with a shotgun <laughs> in a bank. With, you know, he's only killing aliens, but like, yeah. like we yeah. said, like imagine being a human and seeing <laughs> that you don't know he's killing aliens. He just walks in. He just goes. He's wearing sunglasses. Sunglasses, a flannel. He's got a shotgun, and he's like. I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. He just starts shooting people. Hilarious. So crazy. And uh, another alien's like on his watch, like, hey, he's here, whatever. And Piper goes, Mama don't like tattle. <laughs> another awesome line. Yeah, hilarious. He, he shoots that guy down an alley, a drone like spots him. He says, hey, little fella, come tell, uh, you come here to tell me or tell them where I am. That's not very nice. <laughs> yeah. He's out of the sky. Uh, a normal cop arrives. So Piper sees this cop, sees that he's human and like doesn't shoot him. He tells him to beat feet. Yeah, I want to say that too to somebody like, beat your feet, man. That's what he says. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So we know uh, now that he's not like. He's losing it, but he's not crazy. He's losing it because it's just no one's ever seen anything like this. And also, he doesn't want to murder humans. Well, I mean, put yourself in that position. Like you find a, you find these sunglasses that just fucking all of a sudden you can see aliens and shit. Like what? How do you react to this? Um, you know me being an expert on the galaxy and aliens in general, um, you know, I probably form probably easily talk everyone into it. We take the aliens back and, you know, we kick the shit out of them. I'd probably start blowing away too. Yeah. You just start saying badass shit. Just yeah. shooting everybody. Immediately. I definitely, I've always said badass shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at this point, Piper, you know, he's escaping. We meet uh, Holly Thompson. She's played by Meg Foster, who was in uh, Masters of the Universe. Yep. Great uh, movie. Loved all awesome of We're going to cover that movie for sure. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, she's, like, walking in this parking garage. Another, I mean, we, we cover a lot of movies where chicks are walking in a parking garage. It's not a safe place in the 80s for women. Yeah, not really at all. And Piper, like, grabs her, kidnaps her, basically, gets in her car. Um, he's, he's like, just drive. And he's, like, 
you can tell he's worn out. He's, I mean, he's going through a lot of shit now. And um, she's like, where do you want me to go? And he's like, are you married? And she says, yes. <laughs> and he goes, don't lie to me. Yeah, don't. He knows immediately. Yeah. And she goes, no. So he's like, all right, we're going to your house. And uh, they pull up. And Jamie is actually in this movie because he's the neighbor. <laughs> he's uh, hanging out, uh, flower shirt, doing the doing the plants. His boyfriend comes out smoking a joint. Um, they say hi to Holly. They're like Piper and Holly are holding hands, like trying to play. That yeah, they're, they're about to get it on. Yeah, so they go inside and. Uh, uh, basically, Piper's like he's got a headache. Like he's talking about how like the glasses have an effect on him. Basically, like he feels like he was high and now he's coming off of it. Yeah, when he's like, it's like wearing them changes everything. Yeah, like you can't just wear these glasses nonstop. Like the more you wear them, the more they like mess your head up. And uh, he apologizes to her, and. She's like, he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, you're not that sorry. You have two guns or something like that. And he, like, Piper loses his shit. And he's like, there's, there's fucking aliens everywhere. Like, yeah. You gotta imagine how crazy this sounds. Yeah. But I mean, he's just like looking at what he's gone through and what he's saying. And then looking at the people who haven't went through that, you're like, oh, this is wild. No. If I was if I was Piper, as soon as I got in the car with her, I'd been like, "Put these fucking sunglasses on." That's what I'm saying. Like, why, for some reason, like I literally have. He holds he holds this lady hostage, and why he didn't put the sunglasses on her, I'll never know. <laughs> yeah, like he's trying to explain it to her. It sounds crazy as fuck. All she has to do is wear the sunglasses, and then then you listen to her freak out and you calm her down. Yeah. So he starts to fall asleep. And she gets up, and he just goes, don't fuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awesome. And uh, she, like, gets, she goes, I'm thirsty. So you think she's going to get some water, but she grabs a bottle of wine. And um, he's, like, talking to her about how crazy it is. And he's like, what do you do? She's like, I work at the news channel. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, that's what they're using. And he, like, goes to turn the TV on, and she does, like, a spinning back fist with this bottle of wine and hits Piper in the head, and Piper goes flying out of the <laughs> Yeah, 30 feet onto the ground. Yeah, dude. It's at least two stories. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those houses that are, like, ground level to the road, but then it goes down a hill, and it's on stilts, like these giant fucking poles, right? Like, first of all, I I can bench 365 pounds. I'm a strong motherfucker. If, yeah. I, if, I, if I grabbed you and threw you into my uh, sliding glass door right now to my porch, you wouldn't go through it. No, you wouldn't. Well, yeah, because I wouldn't even make it to it. Because <laughs> I bench 366 pounds. And... <laughs> <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is like Piper gets hit with a wine bottle and he just like falls forward and goes flying through this glass. He acts like, like he got shot by a cannonball. Yeah. 
And but he lands 30, 40 feet on the ground and just gets up. Flies down a hill, just you can tell he's beat up, but he just has to he makes his way to another Yeah, he's under- like limping around. You can tell he's kind of fucked up, but he instantly like got up. Yeah. And he's taken off. She calls the cops. And so now the cops are looking for him. Um, he also left the glasses in her apartment. But um, he goes back to the construction site to find Frank. Frank's like, you know, what the fuck are you doing here, man? How Frank goes, how many people did you kill? Yeah. And ca- casually, Piper just goes, nine? Yeah. <laughs> like, what about it? Yeah. What, like, Frank is losing it. Yeah, Frank's like, God damn it, man. Yeah. I told you to mind your own business. Yeah, and now here we are. Now I'm fucked. You're yeah. fucked. You can't. You fucking just get like, the fuck all out. I, all I want to do is work, and you just killed nine people. I have two kids and a wife in Detroit. Here you are. <laughs> yeah. And Frank's like, you know, put these sunglasses on, which is what I would do, too. But I guess it's kind of hard to tell someone to just put sunglasses on. Yeah. Especially when they just killed nine people. Well, that's not when they meet for the sunglasses. He tries to, he goes back and then he, uh, he's got to get the glasses after he goes to get Frank. Well, yeah, he tries to tell him what's going on. Yeah, he tries to tell him and Frank doesn't give like, a like, fuck. I don't want to hear it, dude. You murdered nine people, which I mean, that's fair. Like, then, if someone you know just murdered, who, by, by the way, you just met like two days ago. Yeah, and you brought him to a homeless camp that got <laughs> yeah. destroyed. And he knows. And then you find out he murdered nine people for no reason. Yeah. And then he came up to you and was like, I got to talk to you. You're probably back. Uh, we're good. Yeah, no, nah, man, just get get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, and so Piper uh, goes back to that alley. The dump, like a, a truck, has picked up the garbage. Yeah, a dump truck has got the glasses in it, so he's got to yeah. get them. So he climbs in, and this part was hilarious to me because he climbs in, he finds the sunglasses, but then for some reason the truck like lifts up, like it's going to dump the trash, and Piper loses his shit, like he's about to fall forty. <laughs> Yeah. He just fell. He just fell 40 feet. 40 feet. It was fine. But this dump truck, this dump truck, two feet off the ground, Piper's like reaching for stuff, trying to stay in the truck. And he, like, for some reason, they dumped the garbage in that alley, too. Yeah. Maybe he saw Star Wars where they were in the trash compactor. I thought that's what was going to happen. But he just gets dumped, and Frank shows up. Frank just knew where he was. Just knew where the alley was. He just pulls up in his car, which yeah, I didn't know like, he had a car. He's like, here's a month's pay. That's the best I can do for you, which that's pretty – I, I mean, that's a stand-up move, dude. I mean, oh, do you say weeks? I thought I said a month. No, nah, here's a week's pay, cash. That's the best I can do. Which, and, I mean, that's a stand-up thing. Dude. He just met this guy two days ago. And he's killed nine people. Yeah, he's like, he's like, here, let me help you out. So now he's now Frank's accomplice to nine murders. <laughs> so this is where Piper's like, hey man, there's shit going on. Put these sunglasses on. Yeah, he goes either put these sunglasses, or he he says either put on these sunglasses or eat that trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we see maybe the greatest fight scene of any movie. I mean. It's amazing. This was, I did some research. This was supposed to be about a 20-second little fight, movie fight scene. Piper and Frank David, or not Frank David, uh, Keith David, uh, 
went to John Carpenter's house and they worked on this in the backyard for two months. Incredible. And they ended up, they wanted it to be a real fight. Like not like a Hollywood movie fight. Like they wanted it to be an actual fight. So what they did is they actually fought each other. Yeah, it's the best fight scene I've ever seen. They just weren't allowed to punch each other in the groin or the face. But yeah. everything else was a legit fight. And it is like they did it. Carpenter basically was just like, hey, you guys fight. You know, we'll just run it. And, you know, we'll edit it later. But he was so impressed with how it turned out, he just kept the whole thing in. And it's like almost six minutes long. Yeah, it is six minutes just about. But, the, I mean, the great, like, what's so great about it is it's, it's like a real fight. It's not like a Hollywood movie fight. No, it's a real fight. I mean, there, and there's so much emotion in it. And, you know, like, what did this fight mean to you? Was it just a, was it just for popcorn? You know what I mean? Just, was it sit back, slam some popcorn, watch it? Was it just a popcorn scene or is there? No, it's, definitely, this? it's definitely a story to the fight because Piper is persistent. He's like, he's going to watch these. And, and Frank tries to walk away multiple times. Frank's done with the bull. He don't, Frank doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. All Frank wants to do is get money for his family. That's all he wants to do. He don't want to be involved in nothing. He wants to mind his own business. So Frank's like, all right, this dude's crazy. I'm going to beat his ass, teach him a lesson, and get out of here. Do you think that Frank – so we decide Frank's – just he wants to mind his own business and get back to his family. Do you think that Frank knows like he knew what was going on the whole time? He had his ideas about things being a little wild, a little crazy out there. Maybe aliens, maybe not aliens, you know, but like do you think he knows that shit's rough and uh there's some weird shit happening and you know, finally everything just came out in him? Like he's just been trying to get back to his family. Yeah, I think Frank's one of those guys who's like, he's a smart guy. He knows what's going on in the world, but he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, I'm I need to provide for my family. This isn't my business. I'm not gonna get caught up in everything. It's like what we were talking about earlier, man. Like you can watch the news and get caught up in all this bullshit that doesn't affect your day to day. Frank doesn't do that. Frank nope. is about about his life, about supporting his family. He's not worried about all the bullshit. He just wants to work, eat peas, send money to his family in Detroit. Yeah, that's all. I mean, the fight really is, it's very emotional. And what I love a lot about it too, you know, it's, you're exactly right about Frank, but like, I love how that, he let him just do it. So like Piper spends his whole life in a wrestling ring, telling a story with, by fighting people. And now he gets to do it on the big screen. You know what I mean? Like he gets to tell a story. This fight tells a story. Oh yeah, for sure. And one of my favorite parts of the fight is, well, what's cool about the fight is, you know, it starts out, they're just like, they're talking and then they get frustrated with each other and then they start hitting each other. They just start punching each other in the face. And then as they start punching each other, they, you know, they hit each other, but then they're like, all right, that's it. Like, you know, multiple times, Piper's like, I don't want to fight you. Multiple times, Frank's trying to walk away. Like, they're not trying to kill each other. They're just no. like, enough, enough. But 
it escalates and escalates and escalates. And then, which leads to my favorite part of the fight, which is Piper picks up this piece of wood, <laughs> throws it at him, swings it at him. Yeah. And it goes through this car. It he, breaks the glass. And and Frank's like, what the fuck, man? He Piper's, like, <laughs> Piper's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> And yeah, they Frank, just, they Frank just, breaks a beer bottle to like get a piece of glass to stab him, and it breaks the whole bottle. Yeah. And Piper just starts dying laughing. Yeah. And th- this is after that had to be an outtake of the of the fight. It had to be. They just kept it in. Yeah, they kept it in, or like, but think about it. Like, I mean, first of all, during this fight, they are screaming at the top of their lungs while hitting it, like. I mean, if you watch this fight, the noise that this fight makes, that, how nobody noticed, I'll, I'm, it blew my mind. I know it's in an alley, but somebody walking by had to hear those screams. And then they do they do a, a sidewalk slam, a gut wrench suplex. They do all this stuff. And in the middle of the fight, Piper breaks out the back windshield of Frank's car. And that's like, oh, shit. Like, their their faces are swollen. There's blood all over them. They're screaming. And he's like, oh, shit, like, sorry. Well, it's <laughs> like, like they're, they're like two men having an argument, throwing some throwing some fists, and then Piper, like, gets a little too into it and does that, and Frank's like, like come on, man, like, that's this too is, much. This you is know bullshit, I mean? yeah. yeah. You gotta break the fucking window out of my car? Like, and why Frank wasn't sleeping in a car, I don't know. We just found out he has a car. Also, why the fuck is he walking to work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know a lot of things about stuff, but I know Frank and Piper are both stand up guys and they're fighting it out right now. Yeah, so Piper's telling them multiple times, like, put these fucking sunglasses on, man. Like, if you just put the sunglasses on, you'll see what I'm talking about. Which from Frank's point of view this crazy dude who's killed nine people and it's fighting you. All he's talking about is you putting sunglasses on. Yeah. Just like all you hear this thing ever. If all you have to do is wear these sunglasses, he doesn't say how long or anything. All you have to do is put them on and you don't have to fight anymore. But just imagine like you meet this guy two days ago. You find <laughs> out he murdered nine people for no reason. And now he's fighting you. In a lot, in an alley. All he's all he's saying to you over and over is, "Please put these sunglasses on." Would you put them on? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, this dude is a lunatic." Would you wear the sunglasses though? You know what? Just to like end the the fucking like, just to get this guy out of my life, I'd be like, "All right, dude, give me the fucking sunglasses." Yeah, like and fuck I'd, it, dude. Just yeah. I gave you. He gave also. He gave him a week's pay in cash. Yeah. It looked like the most money I've ever seen. It was a fat stack. But, uh, yeah, so finally, Piper gets the upper hand and just puts the sunglasses on. You know, he should have done a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, at this point, Frank can see everything. He's kind of freaking out. He actually sees, like, a spaceship. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, he's kind of freaking out. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And Piper just goes, wife, hey man, wife's a bitch. And she's back in the heat. Yeah, brother. 
life's a bitch <laughs> and she's back in heat so that's you know he's obviously talking about a dog, a dog. <laughs> but it's a great line it's just now frank was like all right god damn it like like this guy's not crazy yeah he's not crazy you know he respects him but i mean that fight scene is I don't know too many. I can't name too many fight scenes better. You know what I mean? No, it's you need to watch this movie just for that fight scene. Yeah, it uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. The, just the way it's put together is unbelievable, and it's not like anything you'll see in any other movie, really. Nope, and it's just I don't know. To me, it's it tells a story. It's a lot like wrestling. That fights, you know. I've never seen a fight in the movie tell that great of a story. Um, at this point, they get a hotel room. I guess the shelter's fucked, so now they just have money for a hotel room. It's a shitty hotel, but um, it is. I mean, they're beat to shit walking in there, like both wearing sunglasses, bleeding. Piper's face is swelled up. Their clothes are ripped. Yeah, they get they get inside the hotel room and Piper just goes, "Ain't love grand." Yeah, <laughs> which was hilarious. So, which immediately like, pissed Keith David. Which it pissed Frank off. <laughs> which yeah, is it, that's the relationship. Like one of them says something to the other guy, and the other guy just gets pissed off. And then but, yeah, no matter. What. <laughs> so, Keith or Frank is wearing these sunglasses, and he's he's got a lot of questions, obviously. And he's like, you know, what, what are these people? Like, what's going on? Like, where are these people from? And Piper just goes, well, they ain't from Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Which Frank just goes, hey, man, I don't need this shit. <laughs> just loses Because, <laughs> you know, Piper's to the point where he's, he's just joking about it. He's like, fuck it, this is what it is. Frank is just saw it all for the first time. <laughs> yeah, Piper's making jokes, but dude, he did that. They ain't from Cleveland, and Frank was like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like, yeah, I don't need this shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> so they're sitting there drinking beer, hanging out at the hotel. Piper starts telling the weirdest story. It's so weird about how, like, when he was a little kid, his his parents would take him down to the river and teach him about the power and the glory. Yep. <laughs> Dad would beat the shit out of him, and he ran away when he was thirteen. But then his dad held a knife to his throat, and like he's like, "Well, these these fucking these motherfuckers are gonna learn I ain't a boy anymore, or something like that." Like, yeah, <laughs> like so crazy. Just now, you know why the Piper's psycho? Yeah, he's and, good at uh, snacks, though. They had some good snacks in the hotel room and some beers. Yeah, he Frank goes to buy a bunch of stuff and he runs into Gilbert and he's like, Hey, you know, there's a meeting at eleven tonight. You guys should come by. And uh what I don't get is you know, Gilbert's walking around with these sunglasses on, and he's like he's always saying, He's like, Man, we need more people, we need more people. Why don't you just fucking throw these sunglasses on people? Yeah, I would Every single human. Well, you got to think of it though, like. Well, you, you got to see if they're aliens or not. Well, also there are humans working with the aliens, I guess. There's humans working with the aliens, but imagine like people now, what's happening in the world. Like, 
how many people that you put those sunglasses on can you trust to not freak out and immediately blow your cover? Yeah, I could just imagine being like, hey, man, like just going out on the street and be like, hey, put these sunglasses on. Like there's some shit going on with this COVID. Like there's some sh- like real shit going on. These sunglasses will show you what's really going on. Just put them on real quick. And they'll just be like, oh, let me guess you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah, some weird stuff like that. Yeah. But then you put them on it and they see what's going on and then they freak out and immediately blow your cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, they start telling everybody. Just go, well, it's just like you can't trust everybody with that information because they're not, you know, people are bad at stuff and they're idiots. Yeah, they go to the meeting. This badass dude's like watching the door and uh, they go inside. The lady shows them like these new contacts they have. So you can put these contacts in and see everything. And uh, there's a million guns here. And Most I've ever seen. Yeah. And they meet up with this other guy who starts telling about how the watch. Yeah, we learned about watches. We learned about teleporting. Yeah. They've got contacts. Yeah. They're, for some reason, there's people and they're still watching the TV about this guy. And uh, the main guy, Gilbert, he's just like, Hey, we need to do a better job, man. We need to get the word out, which, like, that's all he talks about. Yeah, all he wants to do is spread the word. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Holly speaks up out of nowhere. Holly's there. Yeah. Just uh, Piper's oh. like, oh, shit, I know this bitch. And uh, he goes and talks to her. She apologizes for throwing him off, you know, off a three-story building. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, as they're talking, a bomb just goes off. Just b- blows the whole side of the building out. Yeah, there's all kind of cops, and these cops are just blowing people away. Like, just I mean, they're shooting. Every, I have literally that's my notes. They shoot everyone. Yeah, they have like doozies, <laughs> and they're literally just spraying, just blowing people away, man. Yeah, no questions asked. And Piper, you know, takes off down this alley with Frank, and Piper has an automatic rifle himself. He is <laughs> shooting this rifle one handed, just yeah. wild as fuck. Just mowing people down on roofs and stuff. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and uh, they're in this alley. Frank's like trying to mess with a watch. And he somehow opens a portal up. To... Yeah. The, well, the watch, dis, the watches. Um, so when the watches, what I take with these aliens is those watches make them teleport, which we saw in the, with the Mama Don't Like Tattletales. Yeah. And I wish you'd have blown that guy to hell. God, I hated that guy. But um, when the watches they when they go when they fuck up or whatever, I don't know what the hell word I'm looking for. But when they like go bonkers and fuck up, it immediately puts a hole in the ground that you can fall in that takes you somewhere. So it like saves them. Yeah, and Frank is just trying to figure out how to use the radio. Like he's like, we need to listen. Yeah. <laughs> And he somehow, the, it says the watch malfunctions. Yeah, that's what it is. So a portal, like this hole opens up in the ground. And Piper's like, fuck it, let's get in. Like, a, everything Piper does in this movie is like, fuck it, dude. Like, yeah, who knows, let's go. Game on. Which is probably how he lived his life. Which is probably how, like, I can imagine when he lost his job in Denver, he was like, all right, man, I'm just going to take off. Yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah. So they climb in this hole and... uh it's like a subway or like a tunnel. Like a weird and, deal, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they walk around. They show up at like a, 
Well, they pass by these security guards who are like over the radio. They're like, hey, the, the terrorists have been taken over. Like we won. And these security guards act like it's the greatest thing of all time. They're just like, fuck, yeah. Like, like high-fiving. And Frank and Piper stumble upon this, like, banquet. And it's like all these rich elite people. And they're talking about how much success they've had and how the terrorists have been defeated. So, yeah, there's all these elite people there having a banquet. They're talking about how much success they've had, how everyone's income has improved. And the terrorists on the West Coast have been defeated. Yeah. So they're... a group of like 10 people were like a big deal for them, I guess. Yeah. That, that little group that they just blew away. Um, yeah. But then, how, how do they not get like they just stumble in this meeting, everybody's dressed. How do they not get noticed? Yeah. So it's like a banquet and everyone's in tuxedos. Yeah. It's like and this important meeting, and the guy that's in it Frank, looks like the store. Frank and Piper walk in, and they're just like Piper's in this flannel. Frank's in this like long sleeve purple shirt. They're hammered, like they're both hammered dog shit, like beat up, and they're just walking around like nothing, like it's all good. Yeah, and the guy giving the speech looks like the owner from the car dealership in Roadhouse. It might yeah. be. And he's, you know, he's talking about how great everything is. And then someone puts their hand on Piper's shoulder, and it's the hilarious guy from the TV. Yeah. he's. I guess he's made a deal with the aliens. Yeah, that homeless guy from the beginning. He's like, hey, let me show you around, man. And uh, <laughs> He's stoked that they're there first. Yeah, he's, he's slamming champagne. Just drinks to him. He's like, oh, man, I knew we were the same guy. Yeah. He's like, I knew we were blah, blah, blah. So he's like he takes them around, he shows them a tele like a teleporting station. And he's like, Yeah, man, you can travel anywhere you want in this thing and it works with some photons or something, I don't understand it. <laughs> he, he, says, he goes, it works so I can... a big giant airport. And yeah. he says that he... and then it shows the guys who are teleporting, they literally have luggage. They have luggage and they just get beamed into a blip, like just gone, like (laughs) across the galaxy. Yeah. They have like legit uh, luggage. They're just holding luggage. Yeah. What he says is it's this gravitational lens deal, you know, bending light and whatnot. He's like, I don't know too much about it. (laughs) But if you want me to explain it to you as a, uh, you know, an astronomer and, you know, physicist, a what? A Trekkie? Yeah, and as even that. Um, heard you've been watching some Star Treks. I checked out an episode or two, yeah. You like all them space shows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, the, you know, they figured out a way to bend light and put the quickest way between two points and is fold the piece of paper and put the pencil through it from that one time. And as long as they don't go to the bookshelf from Matthew McConaughey, everything's good. Did that make sense? Yeah, I think you just cleared it up for everybody. All right, good, sweet. But yeah, so he's showing them around. He takes them to like the main hub, which is basically <laughs> just a couple of television screens and a computer. Yeah, he just shows and, them. Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Here's where the brains are, boys." <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, and they're at the television station, and so basically this huge intergalactic elite 
uh, force that's controlling the world and has a secret underground force that's controlling everything that happens around the globe and around the galaxy is run out of a small television station in the city. Yeah, the same building where they, you know, they it's their airport, their alien airport. Yeah, same place where they're teleporting people across galaxies and you can see planets. Down the hall is this television station. Yeah, that they got to from falling through the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Piper's like, hey, can I get in the television station, you know? And he's like, hell yeah, these guys are my best friends. He talks about not having a clue. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, hell yeah, man, this guy's one of my best friends. He goes, hey, you care if we go in there? And the guy's like, no, are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Piper, Piper's like, just start shooting everybody. Like, yeah. Piper, they just shoot everybody real fast. Yeah, so they just start shooting everybody, and the hilarious guy is like, man, you know, you guys really should take this deal. It's a good deal. And he teleports off. And yeah, I see you, boys. They go through the television. We need to find Holly. Like, Holly can well, get us. Frank, Frank threw the worst grenade I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, we need to get to the roof and destroy the satellite. Because for some reason, this one satellite on top of this television station is like, is the reason that you can't see aliens. Yeah. And they like, so Piper's like, we need to get to the roof and destroy the satellite. And, and Frank's like, all right, let's go. And then he's like, well, we need Holly. (laughs) He's like, Holly works to get to the roof. Yeah. So they can't figure out how to get to the roof. Let's just go to the roof. And then he's like, they go through this place and he's like, where's the roof? And this lady tells him and he's still like, ah, we got to find Holly. Losing it. Yeah. And so he's, they're going through these hallways and they're just murdering everybody. dude. Like they're for some reason, all these security guards are just running as fast as they can around corners. They're flying, not paying attention. And they're shooting people like Piper and Frank are just mowing people down. Yeah. They're mowing all kinds of people down. And then finally, Holly comes around the corner like Holly comes around the corner. Hey, Holly was at that place that got blown up. I don't know why she went to work. Yeah, I don't know. Like B, they... Holly comes around the corner like, uh, what's going on, guys? Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> like, like she heard a noise down the hall and she wanted to check it out. Yeah, and Piper's like, fuck yeah, Holly, and he's like Damn. so excited. He's like, let's get to the roof. So they. Start headed towards the roof, and right before they get, to, like, they find the roof, Piper starts to go up. Holly just blows Frank away. <laughs> like, <laughs> puts pulls the gun out, puts it to his head, and then it goes to Piper climbing up, and you just hear the, the trip, like a gunshot. Yeah, which is kind of sad, because Frank was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, should we do a shot for Frank? Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. I'm down. You got one ready? Yeah. All right. Well, cheers to Frank. And honestly, I hope his family's okay. And it's to his wife and two kids in Detroit. I hope they turned out okay. Well, I'm sure she's moved on from Frank a long time ago. Probably. But has there ever been a character that you've loved so much that just died? And, like you didn't even, that didn't even die on screen and was just gone immediately. Like you were just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> 
This movie ends almost like John Carpenter was like, man, I got to do all this cool shit. We're making this movie. And they're like, hey, man, we can only do like an hour and a half. And he's like, all right, let's just end it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it ended perfect because it, it, I don't know. It's just funny. I mean, the ending of this movie is so hilarious to me, but like, it just ends so fast. Like, <laughs> just bam, bam, bam. Oh, wait, what just yeah. happened? Frank is like a badass, like main character, and he literally just dies, like out of nowhere. And he There's dies no off screen. Up. He doesn't even yeah. die on screen. Like, no epic death, no, like, god damn it. Cause I mean, you want, like, you know, you want to see Piper see Frank die and you want to see Piper show emotion and lose it and kill a hundred thousand people. Also, so Frank gets, or not Frank, Frank's dead. Um, Piper gets on the roof and he's pointing a, like a pistol at this satellite <laughs> and he's going, he's going, Hey, are you guys clear? Which I don't know why that matters. Like literally we're just behind them. Yeah. Are you guys coming up? Are you clear yeah. coming up? And she goes, I'm fine. And she like she's revealed as a double agent right here, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, come join us. Like, you know, this is a good life. You know, come come inside with me. And he just he drops his gun, and that then he crushed him. Yeah, he drops his gun. He's he's looking at her. He just has this little pea shooter in his sleeve. So he like gets that thing out, kills her, turns around, shoots this pea shooter at the satellite. And it explodes immediately. Like, biggest explosion you've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, there's a helicopter flying above. They start shooting at at, uh, Piper. Piper shoots the satellite again. They shoot him. He's laying there as, like, the satellite's blowing up. He looks up at the helicopter, which is, like, 200 yards away. (laughs) Yeah. He's about to die. He's laying there bleeding out. He just looks up, he smiles, flips at the bird. Yeah, just flips in the bird. Give him the old the old stone cold. Yeah, so you your fucking face. Do you think Meg Foster, um do you think that she was uh, you know, Holly, was she a double agent the whole time? Or do you think that when she took the police came to her house, she told the police what happened, they got her, they double agent her, and then she shows up at the meeting. You know what I mean? When do you do you think she was always on the alien side? I think she had a lot of problems. And I think she, I think she was always, well, no, I don't think she was always working with aliens because I feel like she would have just killed Piper right away. Which I guess she tried to do, honestly. I mean, she threw him out of her window. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to tell. She was, I can't tell if she knew the whole time and she's always been working with aliens or she just flip-flopped. She she fucking she didn't know what was going on with Piper. Then she found the glasses and looked at everything. And then so she went to a meeting and then the aliens caught her at that meeting and then they're like, You can join us. Uh, it probably makes more sense that she was just with them the whole time. Yeah, or they caught her at that meeting. But I mean, how did she make it to that meeting? How'd she get invited? Yeah, that's the other weird thing. It's just like there's no way to know what really happened. But at the end of the day it's a hell of a heel turn. Yeah. I mean when when she just shot Frank for no reason, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, just boom. I don't know where. And yeah. you're like, wait, is he dead? Did he just die off screen? <laughs> so Piper's dead now, too. And But the satellite is destroyed, which means 
the cover's blown. You can just see aliens. So the first sign of this we see is the reporters on the news station, and they're aliens, and they're they're talking. The reporter's talking, and some producer or somebody just goes, whoa, Lori, you look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Yeah, and it, goes. Goes, it shows them flipping through channels, and then uh, – there's aliens at the bar. There's aliens everywhere. Aliens are exposed. And yeah, everybody can see the normal stuff now. Everything's normal. Yeah, maybe the best ending scene of a movie of all time. Yeah, just this, tits in your face. Yeah, this chick, Total Wood, she, yeah. is, she is riding this dude, titties out, and she's got her eyes closed. So yeah, just like, look in the moment. Yeah. She's riding this dude. She she opens her eyes. She looks at the TV and sees an alien. And then she looks down and she realizes she's banging an alien. <laughs> yep. And Good the, for her. The alien just goes, what's wrong, baby? <laughs> Boom. End credits. Yeah. Movie's over. Which was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy wild ending. I mean, we got to the, you know, they exposed the aliens. Um. You know, they did their job, you know, and now it's up to the rest of humankind to, to finish the battle. How do you think it ended? I don't, I don't, uh, it'd be interesting. I wish they would have done a sequel. But, you think uh, the aliens just fled Earth in that, uh, in that, yeah, the, the, I think part of this ending with Piper dying and Frank dying and, Everything happening is that, like, at the end of the day, man, you can do everything you can, but. So, like, John Carpenter, when he made this movie, he, he, he based it on, like, capitalism and Reagan and, like, all this stuff, but, like, there are people who believe there's this, like, force that is, is like, controlling the world. Call it a or call it Illuminati. Illuminati or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But if if you believe that, I'm not saying I do, I'm not saying I don't, but if you believe that, you can expose them or try to expose them all you want. But at the end of the day, they're, I mean, they've been controlling this world for a long time. It's going to be hard to beat them. Yeah, it's going to be real hard to beat them. And even the most crazy of exposures like what happened where you can actually see the aliens like eventually that's something that's just forgotten about and everything goes back to normal and it's just like they control the world again yeah and And so even though even though the aliens were exposed and and uh it doesn't mean they're defeated because i mean they're controlling a lot of what's going on i mean uh, let me tell you this piper went through a lot just to shoot one satellite yeah, he did. He went through a lot to shoot a satellite. I mean, to be honest, what Piper did was, I mean, he drug his friend. He drug his friend to death because Piper had nothing to lose from the day one. Yeah, and Frank multiple times was like, "I don't want to be involved, man. Like all I care about is my family. I just want to go home to my family." And Piper made him get involved. They had a six-minute fight, and now Frank's dad and Frank's family grew up without a father and husband. Yeah, and who knows how they made money. Who knows how they made money because the only way they could have is was Frank getting it to him. Also, who knows And also they wife... don't even know what happened to Frank. 
Like, there's no way for them to tell what happened to Frank. No, he's just gone forever. Yeah. He he walked out for a pack of smokes, basically. Yeah. And he's who like, knows hey, if I'm Frank's gonna go, wife... I'm going to go work on the West Coast. I'm going to go get a job doing construction on the West Coast. I'll send you money when I can. And then, boom, never heard from him again. Never heard from him again. <laughs> he's just dead. Yeah. And And who knows if Frank's wife is even an alien. I mean, she could be an alien. Who knows if she's human. Yeah, that's the craziest part about this too. Is like, you know, you don't you don't know, man. Like you could, I mean, imagine if this really happened and you were just like married to this lady for like ten years, and then that Piper shoots that satellite, and you just wake up next to an alien. Yeah, that. I mean, that sounds terrible. I, mean, yeah. I think one of the morals is you can. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. You just die at the end of the day. All yeah. Frank, you know. Frank well, I was gonna say one of the morals of this movie was don't ever fuck anybody without sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, Frank. You know, Frank didn't want to be a part of anything. Died anyways. Yeah. Piper wanted to be a part of everything and make a difference. Died anyways. So at the end of the day, you're dead. Well, that's also kind of the point of what we were talking about earlier and how this translates to what's going on in the world today. It's like, whatever you believe, whether you believe everyone on the world should wear a mask at all time or you're going to kill everybody, or this is America, we shouldn't have to wear masks, or, uh, you know, racism is the biggest thing that's going on in the world, or, you know, Black Lives Matter is corrupt or whatever whatever you believe whatever it is you can shout you can tweet about it you can instagram about it you can send people everything you can yell at people at the end of the day man you're not going to change somebody's mind like however people think especially that way yeah like you can do everything you can man you can you can fuck it you can murder nine people you can uh, kidnap people you can find a portal and jump through it you can shoot up a tv station you can find the satellite and destroy it and you can flip off the helicopter thinking you won but yeah you probably didn't do anything so you probably didn't make a difference at all and yeah inevitably you should have just side of the aliens and stepped in that transporter travel thing and then went and explored the universe yeah, or you should just mind your own business like Frank wanted to do. All Frank wanted to do was use his hammer. All yeah. he had was a hammer and a tape measure, and, and that was getting his family money. He but, didn't care. Yeah, it is really interesting, and if you're a conspiracy theorist guy, which, I, I mean, I'm not, but I dabble in it. Yeah, if you listen to maybe, um, if you listen to Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaurvis. Yeah. There are some people that would tell you that this is a realistic possibility that aliens uh, uh, have, you know, aliens put humans on Earth as like a third world, which I even mentioned this in this movie, like aliens. This is like Earth is like a third world country to the to the aliens. Yeah. And uh, there's aliens living among us here. There are some people actually believe that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Or it's just how, you know. The, the rulers of the world brainwash you every day with the obey signs that you don't really realize and the, the signal. So, I mean, to me, that propaganda, yeah, to me, that absolutely is real. I mean, 
Yeah. Whatever you believe and whatever side of the fence you want to, you want to lean towards like media, especially mass media uses everything to, to try to get you to think a certain way and they, they're going to hide it the best way they can. Like they may tell you, they may show you a picture of the Caribbean and tell you to take a girl to the Caribbean, but the, what they're really trying to say is, you know, marry and reproduce. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a hidden message to everything you see and everything you hear. That's why, it's, that's why I said at the beginning, man, it's so important to whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever you read, like do your research, man, before you, you know, step on your soapbox. Don't just take one person's word on it. Just because he's on TV doesn't mean he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yep. But yeah, so this movie's unbelievable. Highly recommend if you've never seen it. And um, I do have some facts. Um, this film opened on November 4th, 1988. It debuted number one. Uh, of course. Yeah. It, um, gross total domestic thirteen. A million dollars. It, uh, I think it only cost like four million dollars to make, so it was a huge success. Yeah, huge uh, success. In fall 2010, they were working on a remake of They Live. Damn. Uh, but the project shifted away from making a remake because they didn't want to include political elements. So there you go. The media. Uh-huh. In the 2010, didn't want you to think that media was spreading propaganda. Imagine that. Um, the line, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum, was ad-libbed by Roddy Piper. <laughs> uh, according to the director, Piper had previously written that line in his notebook to use in his wrestling promos <laughs> and uh, decided to use it in the movie. He also used it in his wrestling career. Um, the big fight sequence was designed, rehearsed, and choreographed in the backyard of director John Carpenter's production office. Uh, the fight between Piper and Keith David was only supposed to last 20 seconds, but Piper and David decided to fight it out for real, only faking <laughs> hits to the face and groin. They rehearsed the fight for three weeks. Carpenter was so impressed he kept the scene intact, which ran five minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, what great actors. Yeah. Um, Piper's character was never given a name throughout the movie. We said that earlier. He's simply listed as Nada, which means nothing in Spanish. And it references George Nada, which I mentioned earlier, from from the short story, 8 o'clock in the morning. So that's what the movie is based on. Hell yeah. Um, For all the wrestling fans out there, Vince McMahon did not want Piper to do this movie. Uh, Carpenter, when Piper told Carpenter that, Carpenter said, yeah, I figured... Uh, McMahon told Piper he'd find him a different movie with the same pay, but Piper decided to pass that up, and he ended up quitting WWF over this. <laughs> um, Carpenter asked him why McMahon would be like this, and Piper told him that he was a control freak. And uh, Piper says the best decision he ever made because when he came back, he was twice as important. And yeah, absolutely. Carpenter said that he has never understood the politics of wrestling <laughs> and how that works. I mean, uh, it's pretty simple. Yeah, Vince McMahon controls the world. Yeah, they're contract. They're independent contractors. That's the politics of wrestling. <laughs> uh, Piper credits Carpenter and they live with jumpstarting the wrestler turned actor migration. 
He said he was the first ever wrestler in a in a major motion studio picture that went to number one, and that gave the itch to many wrestlers to try to do the same. He said not one of them to this day, which I don't know when he said this, but he said not one of them to this day has put out a quality picture like this, and no one has had a number one hit, which, I mean, obviously The Rock hasn't, but. Now, but that, yeah, that was before. Who knows when Piper said this. But, you uh, know, he, do you think he was, who was he talking to when he was saying all that shit? He was talking to Hogan, right? Yeah, probably his good friend Hulk Hogan. Uh, because we had Thunderlips. Well, I don't also, know if Rocky Three was number one in the box office. Sure, but. he said this later, way later on, and Hogan made a bunch of movies. Yeah, I'm sure but, it was. A, it was definitely a dig at Hogan. It was definitely a dig at Hogan, um, and now he said that he did that. But I mean, Piper was a great actor. He was a phenomenal bad guy in the show, in the Highlander show. Yeah, uh, the line "Life's a bitch, and she's back in the heat." was known as Macho Man Randy Savage's favorite line in the movie. <laughs> That's uh, incredible. I mean, yeah, you know, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, he, John Carpenter wrote this for Kurt Russell, but he also had a bunch of different actors in mind, including uh, Alec Baldwin, Ryan Bosworth, Jeff Bridges, Bruce Campbell, Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Tommy Lee Jones, Michael Keaton, Dolph Lundgren, Michael Madsen, Bill Paxton, Ron Perlman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Patrick Swayze, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Bruce Willis. So everybody. Yeah, so basically so he wrote it for any good actor actors. in the 1980s he wanted in this movie. Yeah. Do you think you made the right choice? That's a good list, but man, I can't imagine anyone else doing this role that that Piper did. I can't either. Who would be the closest one to the actual role? Kurt Russell actually wouldn't be bad. Um, um, who else on that list? I just read one that I thought would be good. Um, I mean, Swayze would be un- unbelievable. Yeah, I think the only people that can pull this movie off, I think Kurt Russell could have done it, but I think the only person that could have pulled it off would have been Bruce Campbell. So Bruce Campbell's the Evil Dead guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I can definitely see Kurt Russell playing this, but I, I can see Carpenter's point about how he, like he was putting Kurt Russell in everything. Yeah. And Kurt Russell and Keith David were in the thing. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was it was an unbelievable choice to have Piper, and I thought Piper killed it. Yeah, I thought he did great. Especially looking back on it, considering that he just made up the uh, kick-ass and chew bubblegum line. Which is incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got. Well, what do you give this movie? Oh, five beers. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Just the, not only is it a fun movie to watch and a cool, like, alien, like, sci-fi horror movie, but, like, all the little tiny details that um, were either foreshadowing or, uh, uh, like, uh, a playoff of real life or what's going, what goes on with life and capitalism and elitism and, and um, how society views things and, um, how we're obsessed with 
um, being rich and being famous and everyone noticing us and having the best things and consume and obey and buy and like all these little tiny like things he threw into the movie I thought were just like brilliant. And, yeah. Uh, I've always phenomenal. I've always appreciated that even from the first time I ever watched it. So um very good. Yeah, and I, I just it's a great movie. I give it five beers. Um you know we can always go back and watch wrestling and see Popper, but I'm really glad that we can you know, uh, as as a hero of mine, to, to see this movie and the way he performed in it, I'm a big Keith David fan, and John Carpenter's my favorite director ever. So it's like a perfect combo for me of just fucking sci-fi badassness, one-liners. Just it's basically this movie is everything I want in my life. I want to fucking walk around to badass music, like a badass, look, have a badass mullet, a MacGyver jacket, and a flannel. A sleeping bag, a shotgun. I want to say shit to people and then blow them away and try and save the world. Yeah, and it's this movie is like the perfect combination of like all the hilarious shit we like about 80s movies. Like the one-liners and the the hilarious 80s shit and like the B-movie type stuff. But it's also a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. <laughs> and it's well done and well thought out and like it's uh, it's just a perfect combination of what you want in a movie. Yeah, it, it's it's great for a sci-fi action movie. Again, five beers. Um, you learned a lot about yourself watching this movie too. Agreed. So that's all we have. Um, we will. We uh, appreciate your patience waiting on a new episode. We will. Um, Try to be more uh, on top of that from now on, and um, we'll come back with a new movie. Maybe do a poll again. Yeah, maybe a poll. What do you think? What do you What are you feeling? Well, we put Point Break on the back burner. Yeah, um, we did. So maybe we should just do Point Break since we 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 did that poll and it won. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about a bunch of different movies. I mean, I definitely want to do Point Break. I mean, you mentioned Skyscraper. I about freaked out. I about wanted to do that right after we were done podcasting. Yeah, such an incredible movie. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, there's a couple. There's a couple. I, uh, I don't know, we haven't done a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah, we haven't done a, a John Claude Van Damme movie either. No. Bloodsport was incredible. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good movies we could do. Um, Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the Street Fighter's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> we'll do, uh, I think we should do Point Break, though. That already won the poll, and that's what we're supposed to do. All right, I'm down. All right, so there you go. Next week, we'll have point break for you guys. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. We'll try to be more on top of that. Jamie's got a Facebook page coming. Yeah, the Facebook page is almost done. It's in the final stages of uh, creation. Um, Just waiting on a a few odds and ends, and uh, we'll be ready to start sharing and liking. There you go. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.